You know, I'm gonna give you a history lesson. We got some dumbass motherfuckers floating around this country. <laughs> Stop laughing! And when I do, start fucking. Also, y'all did some nasty ass jokes on my ass too. Funny jokes and unfunny jokes come out of the same birth. You fucking guys are unbelievable. Why are you laughing? Evening, everybody. Welcome to a bonus episode of Why You Laughing, a history of comedy podcast. And today, I am pleased to introduce to you Opie versus Jim Norton, a follow-up, a part two of sorts to our Opie versus Anthony episode. People seem to enjoy that. So I promised you that uh, if I got enough feedback, we'd do Opie versus Jim. And I'm delivering on that promise. Um, It seems like people were interested in it. And then as I... Uh, prepared clips for today, I realized there might be more here than there was with Opie versus Anthony. I think so. It's, yeah. I mean, we could definitely do a part two if we wanted to Opie versus Anthony, particularly with, you know, the aftermath, the things that have gone on kind of since um, where we left off in the episode, but Opie versus Jim, there's, there's a lot there because I think it deteriorated more unexpectedly and more rapidly. Um, and it developed into what I thought was some very interesting radio. And I should note before we get into it, because, uh, uh someone mentioned uh, after the Opie and Anthony episode, they were like, Hey, you didn't get into Anthony. You know, they said you should get into the claims of like pedophilia and all the talk of racism and this and that. And like, it just didn't make sense to do because it had nothing to do with Opie in my opinion anyway. Yeah, like we'll do eventually. I think we'll do an Anthony getting fired from serious episode. Uh, I know already that I want to do an Anthony versus Dorosa episode um, and uh, an episode about the Opie and Anthony subreddit. So we'll get to all of those at some point. But it was just like um, I think because we were more on Anthony's side. They're like, oh, you think Anthony's a hero? It's like, no, I realize he's a pretty flawed guy. <laughs> as as we were just me and Craig were just talking about Anthony's Twitter. So we're very aware he's a flawed individual. But uh, I just didn't think it had anything to do with the Opie episode in particular. Yeah, the only thing we really have concrete proof of at this point in time is the racism. <laughs> like, he's made that pretty clear. He's going out of his way to uh, prove that one, it feels like. Every but, time we're like, no, no, he doesn't mean that. He goes, no, I do mean. He's kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know how much fun yeah. that episode So we'll get into be. that another time. But today is about Opie versus Jim. Which, uh, you know, like we have mentioned in past episodes, um, Jim was brought in as the buffer between Opie and Anthony. Uh, Opie and Anthony were, you know, good friends at WAAF here in Boston. And then there was kind of a riff over time, as often happens when you, you know, work closely with someone for a long period of time. Um, And particularly when you're equal, when it's a partnership, you know, jealousies pop up and things like that, resentments. And Jim was brought in to kind of cut the tension in all of that. Um, But Jim has sort of an, I don't know if alpha is the right word because he's, he has such little self-confidence and I think his lack of self-confidence has actually hurt his career. Like he's, he's a much better comedian than he gives himself credit for much better radio personality. I think we'll play a couple of clips that kind of show like his self-worth has been to his detriment. But as far as like added, like when he knows he's right or when he feels he's right, he can be like an alpha and Opie, I don't think ever wanted that around him. Yeah. 
and we we do get to a, a point too where um if we go back to the Opie versus Anthony uh episode that we did you'll hear Opie kind of take the Anthony tactics in in this battle I thought like he felt like he was well, more you know yeah and here's the thing is Anthony's very very passive and non-confrontational um I don't think Jimmy, you know, thrives in confrontation and seeks it out the way Opie does, but he's very good at dealing with it. <laughs> when, yeah. when, when you force him to deal with confrontation, he's excellent at it, I think. Definitely. Um, but we'll get into it. We will go way back to the year, I believe, was 2005. And much like the grape grape incident that we talked about with Opie versus Anthony, this is an early fight that people point to as, you know, in the grand scheme of things, having nothing to do with, with anything, really, what they're actually arguing about. But there's, there's a lot that's very telling of things to come. So this is the start of the Sean Rouse argument. Um, Sean Rouse, by the, uh, by the way, a comedian who is no longer with us. I think he passed away uh, a few years ago. Okay, um, but he was a guy that opened for Jim Norton. Um, Jimmy brought him into the studio one day. And Opie was, I guess, like kind of a dick to him on air. And essentially the segment that Sean Rouse was in for Chris Jericho was also in. And Opie would, you know, come back from commercial breaks and be like, hey, we're hanging out here with Chris Jericho and not even acknowledge that Sean Rouse was in the room. Yeah, they, I think is, they, they also left him in the hallway for an insane amount of time. That was also. A yeah, big it's weird it. behavior. And maybe we'll explain it more as they go along, depending upon what they leave out here as far as details but uh let's just get into it this is opie versus jim coming back from a break where jimmy confronted opie in the hallway all right we're back with the opie and anthony program i'm trying to eat huh i'm trying to eat (laughs) by the way Uh, that is anthony sent me off uh, the the diehard o and a fans that is Anthony is seeing the spaghetti hit the wall. <laughs> His dad is yelling at mom. <laughs> Anthony's just, I'm, he knows what's about to come. Like, I'm, I'm trying to eat. <laughs> I'm trying to eat. Uh, Jimmy just fucking set me off and bullshit. Yeah, well, you annoyed Uh-oh. me too, so I guess we're human. No, it's bullshit, bro. Uh, say what you want to say, but I'm not some idiot. Like, you're annoyed at me. I'm annoyed at you. It's life. Basically, he thinks uh, we blew off Sean Rouse last week. Because no, you. I didn't blow, blow off Sean Rouse. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Huh? What happened? The, Yoshi's here and the dude from Slap Happy. And, and Jimmy's like a little up to, are we going to get him on the air? I'm like, yeah, eventually we'll get him on the air. I'm not I'm not like, whoa, let's stop the show and get these guys in immediately. And he's like, well, you know, you, you're, you have a tendency to make people wait outside. And then they eventually come in and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. Tough shit. Is that the way I did it? Did I just whine at you like that? Yeah, you did whine at, <laughs> at me. Yeah, and then you're, the and then you're no, like, not. and then you're like, Sean Rouse came all the way up here to do the show, and you don't even thank him at the end of the show. Yeah, you don't. Like I had a personal problem with Sean I Rouse. I didn't say he had a personal problem. I just thought it was something that Sean Rouse been opened up for you in Atlantic City. You asked, uh, you know, you want Sean on the show Monday? I'm like, yeah. Like, I, no, I didn't you know said, he was driving you to said, and I, Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like. It's interesting because we've heard a lot of guys. And again, just to go back to this, um, like my defense of Anthony and Jim, I, I do like like them more. Like they just make me laugh more than Opie. But like my defense of them is really rooted in 
Like, I think Opie is wrong a lot of the time. Not so much that his points are wrong. You know, like, he, he might have points at the end of the day. I think the way Opie treats people is wrong. Um, and I think he's very delusional, and his, his self-awareness is just not there. It's, it's not present, uh, which is why I think I defend Norton and Anthony more in these arguments, because the way Opie handles them. And even right here out of the gate where he's like, Hey, I thought you were a little rude to Sean Rouse. Opie immediately just starts with like, Jim's pissing me off. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't know. What did he really say? That's that bad. He's not, you know, attacking your character. He's just saying this one incident was bad. So I, I, that's this, my overall problem with that. Uh, Opie. This is when I wish they had like the, the Howard Stern hallway cameras. Just, I, I would uh, love to have seen it. <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, that and that's something like it's funny the parallels with Howard just because that's something they always wanted to get done and never could. And meanwhile, series just dumped so much money into Stern. <laughs> Whereas like if they did that for more shows, maybe it would have been a more successful company. But Excellent. anyways, what's club number two? Opie is the boss. Yeah, so this is a theme we talked about a lot where like it's a strange line because Opie Opie wanted to be the boss and doesn't want to be the boss. I, I feel like when it's convenient for him. So then you're like, well, you didn't have to go to the Joey Paisano phone call. Well, well first of all, that's I a judgment I call. I don't talk like that. That's and a judgment all, call. I, I went to the Joey Paisano call and it was good radio. It was about gambling and, and addiction. You thought it stunk. Well, no, 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 no. I didn't say it stunk. If I thought it stunk, I would tell you I thought you're it like, stunk. I didn't like, say it stunk. What'd I you say? What'd you say? I could have waited till the next day because it wasn't something that, it, because he was only here for one day. Dude, I didn't say it stunk. If then I thought you, it stunk, I'd tell you that. Then you sit here and try to make you this happen. See, that's not a valid argument. If I disagree with something, then don't ask people to voice their opinion. Dude, I have to make judgment calls every so that that's a lot where Opie will be like, well, you sit, you sit here and do this. You do this job. And it's like, that is something Opie was very good at was, you know, steering the ship as they always say. But then there's an element of like, well, don't, you're not, you know, this is not a nuclear physics, you know, right. <laughs> don't say like it would be impossible for Jim Norton to sit there and, and figure out what segment to go to next. Now, again, if you listen to all their respective shows, I would say Opie was better than at that than Anthony or Jimmy. So it's right for him to say like, Hey, you know, that's kind of my that I handle that part of the show. So, you know, don't question me unless you want to start doing it. But there's, again, he's just completely missing like the argument with Anthony. He's escalating it and bring it to like, Oh, well, why don't you do my job? It's like, no, no, no. Jim's just saying you were rude to this guy. He's not saying he'd be better at it than you, you know? Yeah, I think you'd be kind of mad, Opie, if uh, your friend was here and I ignored him. <laughs> yeah, it's rude, and it, it's so. The, I don't think I included it in any any of these clips because it's just too long and convoluted to get into. But essentially, what keeps coming up in this particular argument is at some point, like Opie left Patrice out in the hallway um, to wait for a long time. Um, Bill Burr, same thing. And what that means, by the way, uh, like if you're not an Opie and Anthony fan, um, basically that means like, you know, they showed up at, uh, 645 and didn't get on the air till 730 or something like that. They had to sit in the hallway for 45 minutes. Um, which for these guys is annoying cause they don't wake up till comedians don't wake up till fucking noon, you know? So they came out of their way to come into the studio and had to wait around for an hour or something. 
So enough comedians have complained about this where I think this is Norton kind of saying like, hey, this is something you do often. I'd like you to stop doing it if I'm going to keep bringing comedians in here. It's almost like Opie used it as like a, a status symbol, for, like a weird status. Like, yeah, you have to wait yes. to come on my show. Very much because there's a million stories throughout the years of guys saying that Opie would um, come up to them at events and say, like, hey, man, I think you're really funny. We got to get you on the show, blah, blah, blah. Um, it, it, it's a symptomatic of it. It's something that so many people say where it's, you know, in a lot of these cases we say like, well, these people didn't all collude to have the same story. Right. You know, where all these people have a story of Opie coming up to them and saying, Hey man, I really, I think you're really funny. I, I dig what you're doing. We got to get you on the show, man. And then never returning their calls or texts, never inviting them on. Like when they say, Hey, can I come on the show? He ignores them. And sometimes they'll end up talking shit like, Oh, this guy's begging to come on the show. And that's just a weird kind of sociopathic way to behave. Right. Right. And so I think comedians just started getting frustrated with that. And I believe what you're seeing here is that's spilling out of Norton where these guys will come and talk to shit the gym and be like, why the fuck am I coming into the show to wait for an hour? You know, like why, why even invite me in if you don't want me on that sort of, thing. especially when Opie's not the funny guy, you know? Right. Well, I mean, but then that goes back to, he is the host and he decides like, Hey, I want to get to this phone call right now, or I want to get to this segment or whatever. So I do understand that a little bit, but it is, it, it, it's weird. Put it this way. Sean Rouse is one thing when you're doing it to Patrice and Bill Burr, that makes it feel like it's an ego kind of a thing. Correct. Yes. Yes. All right. What's next? Um, this is when uh, Norton starts calling you going, you're the boss. You're the boss. Yeah, well, this is, you know, this is something Opie definitely hated, but yes. you could tell by Norton's voice. It's something they had to deal with a lot. The old days that you come in and, and, and it was dice and we got to you when we could. Understandable. That's, that's how it happened. When I was a regular on the so show. So next time, Sean. But you'd never ignore me. You would always say Jim Norton's in studio. So what do you think the problem was, Jim? I think you should have at least thanked the so guy you at think the I end. had some kind of personal problem with you? No, if I thought that, I would say it. I don't so think So what do you that. think the problem was? It was just a bad de- decision. And I said that to you off air. Like, I mean, uh, whatever. I didn't say, you're, you don't know how to run a radio show. You don't. I didn't say that. You're funny and you're good. <laughs> Hold on one second right there. Where Is Opie sit- not listening? <laughs> oh, correct. <laughs> he goes, Norton goes, I didn't say you don't know how to run a radio show. And Opie goes, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> He's responding to something he thinks Norton is thinking, but didn't actually say. <laughs> Which is the correct thing to say, listening to Norton react. It's like, well, you got, at least got that out of him, I guess. Right. Whatever. I didn't say, you, you don't know how to run a radio show. You don't. I didn't say <laughs> that. You're funny and you're a good part of the show, but you, where I said you don't know what's going on. I, well, I, I don't have, try to know what's I have going to make, on. I you're the to, boss. We I, all know you're the boss. I, I have to make calls all the I time. I don't want to be and, the boss. And sometimes, unfortunately, it's going to work out like the Sean Rouse situation. Oh, well. Well, then don't ask oh, people well. to give you input if you don't like the I input. I didn't. You said it. Now, many times you say, hey, let me know what you think. I, that's an argument that the three of them always go back to. You know what you did? <laughs> you know what this yeah, person and, thinks? And, 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 you know, it's 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 weird. It's petty and passive aggressive. But there is something to be said for like I'm I, I've heard it on air, so I'm sure it would happen off air too, where Opie would be like, "Hey, like you know, we we uh, he would basically talk like he, Anthony, and Jimmy were kind of equal partners in the radio show." 
Like that was the vibe you got. So I assume that kind of, you know, tone was given off air as well. So Norton felt comfortable enough to be like, Hey, I really didn't like this. And he's met with, well, fuck you. You don't know how to do this. (laughs) Shut up third. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And that's, that's the weird thing where it's like, where it it causes Norton to be like, well, you're the boss is like when it's convenient, I'm going to put you in your place. But at other times I'd like to make it, I'd like to blame you for not stepping in more, you know? I wonder if it was called the Anthony and Opie show, if Opie would have been different, just slightly. Well, that's the weird thing about the Opie and Anthony show and, and Norton too. Well, we'll get to a great Norton line about this later, but like Anthony was a, a fucking tin knocker. It's it's not possible for it to be the o- Anthony and Opie show. Like Opie did create it, you know? So right. that is one thing that Opie, you know, it might have negatively affected him because he always knew that on some level, I feel like, you know? Right. And what, I don't think he ever, like, literally did it on air, holding it over their heads. But I do believe he used that as fuel for his ego to be like, well, this is my creation, you know? Yep, exactly. And there is something Opie would always say that I don't believe is, like, he goes, I had the vision for this radio right. show when I was 18 years old. I guarantee you someone went... When, when Anthony would call in or do like his quick little spots and stuff, people were probably like behind the scenes, like you should really have him in and try something. Yeah, hey, he's really funny or whatever. But it's like the Opie and Anthony show changed so much over the years that like in 2012, when he was like, this was always my vision for the radio show. It's like, really? Because it wasn't the same show three years ago or five years ago or eight years ago. Right. So which is it, you know? Exactly. Uh, next, we got just name calling. And yeah, and this is where, uh, you know, it just gets petty and it's not even about the argument anymore. That. I said thanks off air. Off air, I said goodbye to the guy. All right. Okay, off air, you said goodbye to him. So I have a problem with Sean Rao. I never said you had a problem with Sean Rao. Stop misquoting me. Stop misquoting me. Then what's the big deal that he didn't get a proper goodbye on the air? You're insane. I'm not insane. What's the big deal? You're the one that was, you were raving about what a great comic you think he is, how you wanted him to come on. What is rude about forgetting to say goodbye to a guy when there's oh, so nothing, much? Oh, nothing, nothing, dude. When there's nothing. so much shit going <laughs> What's on. What's going on? You hear, you hear Opie like kind of start to to um, couch that because he realizes how ridiculous it is to say. What's What's rude about not saying goodbye to someone? At least he was like, like, well, that would literally be the example of rude. <laughs> yeah, unintentionally rude if it was an accident. Of course, yeah, yeah, but still rude. What is rude about forgetting to say goodbye to a guy when there's oh, so nothing, much? Oh, nothing, nothing, dude. When nothing. there's so much shit going on. What was going on? Chris Jericho Jericho is here. here. I think we had something that we had to do at the show. You know, make sure the show ends on time and in a nice fashion. Sometimes, That's a lot of shit going on. Dude, I'm, this is like know, um, <laughs> this is like you know, if you're trying to make it seem like you're you're super busy every day, mm-hmm. it's like, well, what did you do this morning? What did I do? I got out of bed, walked to the shower, turned the shower on, I bathed myself, I got out, I changed. <laughs> it's like you're just listing things to make it sound like you were really busy. We were talking to a guy who plays make believe on TV in his underpants. I'm <laughs> I'm walking in, I go right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot, all the way into the studio. <laughs> I eat my omelet. Going on? Was that the I'm, I don't know. What's that? No, sorry. I, <laughs> I, I now hear where we are. Oh. 
dickhead, because I don't know what was going on that day, fuckface. Aw, don't get all angry and yell. You can't say you want me to voice my opinion and then get so pissed off when I you're, voice my opinion. You're insane. I'm not insane. You are insane. No, I'm not. You're insane at times. No, I'm not. So Sean Rouse didn't get the proper goodbye. Oh, well, it happens. Okay. It happens. Okay. You know? Okay. You can sit here and try to figure it out. See? I, you can. Because you have all these opinions how it's supposed to work. All these opinions? You're I like, fucking never say you're like, come on, like man, on the let's show. Get I in. never have problems like, with things that are going I'm on. Like, Anthony is so quiet. Yeah. He, he'll, he'll talk eventually, and it's probably 30 minutes into this argument. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, I should say, like, uh, the, the great people of YouTube made this very easy for me, where most of the clips we'll be playing today are essentially from one video. Yeah. Was, <laughs> There's a seven-hour compilation of Opie versus Jim on YouTube. If you want to go check the full thing out, I do think this um, argument is very interesting. I feel like we're getting the highlights for our kind of, you know, quick, uh, whatever you want to call it, biography on the situation. Um, but it, it is interesting to uh, go back and listen to. And, of course, it ends with uh, Jay Moore, who is the guest after this segment, um, just looking in the window and completely undressing, which broke the tension, I guess. <laughs> uh, next, we got uh, OP Escalation. Yeah, this is, I mean, you know, we've seen it in the other arguments we've uh, dissected from Opie where it goes from uh, an argument about Sean Rouse and not saying goodbye to him to like, where the fuck did this come from? (laughs) Well, how are we, how are we here now? Um, And just so you guys know, I believe the name Hugh Panero is thrown out here. Um, This is when they were at just XM. It was not serious XM yet. It was when uh, they were at XM. Hugh Panera is one of the higher-ups at XM. Uh, just so you know what that name is that they're throwing out there. I, I, don't, you can't have I think it's a, No, it's bullshit, Jimmy. I think it's a cop-out when you're like, you have all these opinions off-air, but... What all these you, opinions? You're, you're, what do you mean all these opinions? You got these... You got, wait, 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 you, I want to know what you mean, all these no, opinions. You got this, I want to know what you You mean. got this microphone in front of you. If you thought you could help the Sean Rouse situation, then start fucking talking. What do you talking. mean, all these opinions? Then fucking talk. I want to know what you mean. No, that's it. I'd like to know what you mean. That's a fair that's question. It. All these opinions, what? All the opinions. I love the way the show is going. Dude, I don't feel about? like getting into all the other bullshit with thinking everyone down in Washington is trying to, you know, you know, to, you know, sidetrack the show. The marketing is Are not you there. Telling me that's me. me? Oh my! God. I turned the corner. Wow. I turned the corner. I think they're now doing a really good job in Washington. You still think? Oh. You still think oh. Gary Hahn oh. purposely oh. fucking? Oh, dude, dude, did you just Let's say that? Not change subjects. Stick to the basic wow. list of what you guys. You're were saying that discussing. I'm the one who thinks that that things are getting done. Panero hates the show, right? That, by the way, is I'm Anthony. He kind of actually, in a very good way, like not taking Norton's side at all, really. But completely seeing what Opie is doing and right. being like, hey, let's give a let's have the Sean Rouse argument. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about with, with the, the suits down in Washington. He's trying to sandbag them. It's, it's all yeah, it completely. is. So just 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 for the full the full context, um, Opie and Anthony, when they started on XM, this is right after Sex for Sam. They had a two year hiatus from radio. They were held out um, because of their contract. Uh, CBS basically kept them off the air for two years. And um, when they got hired by XM, they were on premium channels exclusively. This is like 2004 when XM is a very new thing. 
And uh, the theory by a lot of fans and Opie and Anthony and Jim at the time was that XM was kind of like embarrassed of the show in some way, which is why they hid them on premium channels. Um, and once the show got popular, uh, like people were paying for the premium, they wanted to be taken off and, you know, be advertised more and things like that. Now, if you listen to Opie and Anthony, you know that Opie is the one that was constantly paranoid about that stuff and constantly battling management. Anthony would sign contracts in like four seconds. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I think the contract thing is, was always ridiculous, but even just like on a random Tuesday, you know, he would go off about the, the phones not working properly or, you know, some meeting they had to have bitching about it and all kinds of shit. Opie would bitch about. So it's interesting to hear him here, uh, throw Jimmy under the bus with something involving management. What you guys You're were saying that discussing. I'm the one who thinks that, that things are getting done? You're convinced hates the show, right? I'm not convinced that Hugh hates the show. I know for a show. fact that he likes the show, okay? I, 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 I know for a fact. Show. I, 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 are you really on the air trying to throw me under the bus with Hugh well, Panero? Well, now if you want to oh. if you want to fuck <laughs> around, oh, Jimmy, fuck let's around. fuck. I'll fuck around. Let's fuck around. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that later, by the way, I don't think I ever noticed this. That later uh, became a Chip Chip person quote. You want to fuck around? <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize Norton held on to that for 15 years. <laughs> well, you could hear the disgust in him. It, it, no, he, he couldn't believe it because he's like, oh, my God. Now we're having an argument where, like, I'm being thrown under the bus with management because I said you should have said goodbye to Sean Rouse. <laughs> Rest in peace, by the way. This guy's no longer with us. <laughs> I'm sure Opie never said goodbye to him either on his way out. Never. But he never um, visited him. <laughs> what do we have left from this uh, 2004 argument before we get into the real demise? Uh, uh, disgusted Jimmy. Yeah, so you hear more of uh, uh, Jimmy is clearly like, good God, how did we get here, Opie? Like, what the fuck? I voiced something that, that bothered me, and now we're like... <laughs> and Norton was, always, uh, uh, Norton was pretty much always under the belief that he was going to be fired. He thought, like, management always hated him and wanted to remove him. So, you know, that paranoia is seeping out here when Opie's like, oh, well, I don't know. You complain about Hugh Panero. <laughs> I get a negative vibe. I get the calls, you know, and the frustration stuff. And, and sometimes, this is all I'm saying, sometimes I wish you would also just point out a lot of the positive things that are happening. You do I, focus on the negative a lot. That that is so sociopathic. I almost don't know how to respond to it. <laughs> Holy! I of course I'm negative, and I point out the negatives. But to think, when I've agreed that this is more fun than commercial radio ever was, and you know I love doing the show, and you know I, I love. I'm well, talking. You know I'm I love being behind here. the scenes, dude. There's always this negative vibe of what you know this that and and this and is coming. Funny, then you dude, this is coming from me, who's a complete asshole then you a lot of times. Then, and a, and then a negative person. Told me that, then you should have told me that instead of saying, "Hey, man, I really like the way in the conference calls you speak your mind and you try to get shit done about the channel change, uh, channel name change, and all that stuff." You, you're coming from two different points of view. We haven't. I'm had, negative. We and haven't I'm, had oh a conference God, call in four dude. months, dude. We haven't had a conference oh. call in four or five. <laughs> That's just literally now we're not even talking about anything more anymore. You're just trying to win the argument where it's like now Opie's playing a character of this guy who wants to get the negativity out of his life (laughs) when he's the most negative of the three of them, probably by far. Yeah, at least when it comes to like radio shit, you know what I mean? Like they all have their hangups and everything. But like when it comes to, you know, the show being promoted properly and all like all that stuff. 
Opie was always far and away the most negative. So to now bring it to something just that he knew Jimmy would be sensitive about or get a reaction out of him is just like nonsense. Um, like now we're not even having the argument anymore, but that's what it would devolve into. <laughs> like how he's like, I don't even know what to say to you. Jim, Jim has some beautiful, like I've said before, uh, Norton, not even necessarily one of my favorite comics, but one of my favorite, like might be one of my favorite radio personalities. Like I was a Jim Norton fan before I was even an Opie and Anthony fan, I think. Right. Um, like I saw Monster Rain before I really started listening to Opie and Anthony. Um, so I was always a fan of his, and he has some great, disgusted comebacks where he just pauses and you hear him like, that is so sociopathic. <laughs> <laughs> He's flabbergasted. <laughs> he truly was. Um, I think the last part is just Anthony's prediction. Yes, this is a very uh, prescient point. I mean, like, um, like Nostradamus himself. Anthony chimes in here and kind of paints a picture of what it might be like should Opie and Jim ever be stuck working together. <laughs> ah. You guys obviously need to, um, you know, sit down and chat off air about things. I just know, I know both of you very well. I know both of your personalities very, very well. And I just see a clash going on there. That's for sure. I know Jimmy, like Opie says, Jimmy uh, Dude, brings up a lot of the negative stuff. And a lot of, you know, he's always uh, uh, talking to people in D.C. about the problems that we're having. That is, first of all, that's just inherent in Jimmy's personality, is to, to point that stuff out. And the way he does it, is it abrasive? Sure. Is it in your face? Yeah. That's Jimmy. That's the way he does stuff. I sit there and I have seen huge improvements over the, the course of the past couple of months. You know, it, things have definitely gotten better. There's still a huge problem. I refuse to, to pay that club soda Kenny bill. I refuse to pay bills that they keep sending me in the email. I'm not paying those things. Are they advertising more? Sure. See if that lasts. You know, you, your personality. This is what your personality is, you know? I've been with you for 10 years oh, doing this show. I know what it's like, and you, you've, you've, you've come leaps and bounds, uh, you know, uh, over, over the past couple of years. But to see you and Jimmy in the same room for a, a, a set amount of time, which is the past, you know, few months that we've been on the air, I just see... <laughs> I see problems... It's both. It's the way both of you are. I mean, home run, Anthony. <laughs> home run, Comia. <laughs> because boy, did we get there! <laughs> a short, a short ten years later. Um, so, to be entirely fair, I I included that to kind of paint the picture of what we're about to hear. But it should also be noted that. Through most of the XM days, Opie and Jimmy were genuine friends. Um, the way Opie and Anthony were, you know, years before. Like, Opie and Jimmy definitely were friends. And that relationship started to deteriorate the way it often does with Opie. Um, but Anthony there, you hear him predicting, like, a working relationship where it's just the two of them 
would not work. Like in an odd way, Jimmy was brought in to be the buffer, but Anthony was also the buffer between those two in a, in a, in a strange way. So, um, I guess where I started there was to say that like, um, that was in, you know, 2005 ish, but it's not like Opie and Jim hated each other for the next 10 years. That didn't happen very often while Anthony was around. While Anthony was around, I don't remember it ever happening again, really. I don't. I could not tell you. On the air, anyway. Yeah, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Yeah, I couldn't think of another example. Whereas, like I said, there was some audio that I I couldn't find of of, uh, Anthony and Opie dusting up. I can't think of any with Opie and Jim. By the way, side note real quick here for you you patrons. Um, Remember we talked about uh, Anthony um, mentioning how... Opie always had this in his mind that Dyson Howard made fun of Opie's dad. Mm. You remember we were talking about that? Yes, I do. Like Opie's dad dying. Um, A few people reached out to me and pointed this out. And I think this is correct. Howard Stern made fun of man cow's dad dying. (laughs) And I guess in that discussion, it was mentioned that Opie's dad recently died or something. And then they blew right past it. So technically, Howard did mention Opie's father one time on air, <laughs> but it did it wasn't what Opie created it to be. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, the nasty things that were said were at Man Cow's expense, directed to Man Cow. Yeah. Yes. So uh, Opie's been fighting Man Cow's battles for fifteen years. Apparently. Um, anyways, now we fast forward to um, Anthony getting fired for uh, racially charged tweets outside of uh, he was, he was in times square. He got into an altercation with a black alleged prostitute. Um, Anthony was taking pictures in times square. Very weird. Uh, I don't really understand it because he's like, Oh, I just like photography. Like I was taking pictures of, you know, times square and the scenery and everything. And this woman happened to like, he happened to take a picture of her. Uh, my guess as a fan of Kumia's for many years, he was taking a picture of a large black prostitute that he was going to make jokes about to people. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> he, private. That would be my guess. I don't know if that's the case. He, he would do the uh, the scenery pictures a lot on his Twitter back then. I do remember them. Yeah, but oh, I, okay. I do think it was purposely taken. <laughs> Very likely. But regardless, um, Anthony got fired. For uh, so uh, this woman saw him and approached him and just started uh, like beating the shit out of him, basically. Well, because she saw the started hitting him. Yeah, she saw the flash and turned around and he had the camera, so she went after him. Yeah, so she went after him. Uh, Anthony did not respond physically, but did respond on Twitter, (laughs) and that got him fired on Fourth of July weekend. Um, Now, my theory is that if Anthony did that rant on air. He never would have been fired, especially too, because uh, like Norton would have lightened the mood during it too. Exactly, that's exactly right. And you know who knows what if, what comics might have been in that day if Bobby Kelly or Voss was in there to bust his balls. Also, um, you know, so yeah, I think you're right. It would have been a a lighter atmosphere if he did it on air. Uh, you know, Norton would have taken the side of the woman <laughs> probably. Right. right. So that makes it just a different thing and that's something i think anthony has never understood about twitter uh 
or he completely understands it and doesn't care. But if you look at his Twitter now, he has certainly uh, doubled down on what got him fired. Uh, at, at least, um, at least doubled down. <laughs> yeah. But what happened there in 2014 is you were left with the remains of a once great radio show. Um, and now it was called Opie. Well, here, here's how you knew it was dead in the water. The second this show started because it had like three different names. They never decided on what it would be called. It was Opie with Jim Norton, Opie and Jimmy, Opie and Jim Norton. And there was never really a set name, which is not like, doesn't technically matter, but it's just not great. If no one knows what to call your radio show. Yeah. Um, and so Opie and Jim did the show together and they were, uh, kind of in turmoil and they were both getting it. Opie was getting a much more brutal beating, uh, but Norton was taking a lot of shit as well. And the internet was giving these guys a ton of shit because they were like, Hey, you're, you know, your brother essentially got fired for something like we talked about. I think in uh, the Opie versus Anthony episode, um, they were doing a bit called the apology clock in 2014 right. where they wanted to see if they could go a full week without um, a, a public apology being written about in the news where there was some news story about, um, you know, someone apologizing for something they said or tweeted or whatever. I don't believe they made it one full day. So it kind of became a funny bit at that time because it was right when people started getting fired for this shit. Then Anthony gets fired. And his co-host of 20 years doesn't make a stink about it. So the fans were like, hey, what the fuck? This um, this was hands down, by the way, the best time in the ONA subreddit. Best and uh, you know what? Yes, that was the beginning of the end, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was you, like they, it was, they were unified with Anthony for that. And then it became very toxic. It was after. they were unified with Anthony and then they turned. It was complete chaos because they eventually ended up turning on. On Anthony. Turn on Anthony. It was a, a very uh Opie had well, like frankly, a, a gross scene. <laughs> yeah. Opie had a six week run where everyone was behind him. Right. It, yeah. it was so funny. But yeah, so so Opie and Jim were kind of just left there hostily. And I here here's the blame I would put uh if you want some blame on Norton, my blame would be again to go back to like the kind of confidence and self worth issue. Norton looks at this as a steady paycheck, a good job. And so he's not going to leave it. He wants that, you know, um, God forbid something hits the fan with stand up like it did by the way, in 2020, you know, like, so you can't say it's never going to happen. <laughs> um, like if stand up goes away, he has that paycheck consistent paycheck to fall back on. Um, and I think he likes that security. Now my argument for him to have a little more self-worth is I think the Anthony and Jimmy podcast would have done um, crazy numbers. I, I think the Opie and Anthony podcast also would have done uh, crazy numbers, particularly at that time where you'd still be technically very, very early into podcasting. Um, I just don't think Norton knows what he would have been worth uh, to get into podcasting at that time. So I think that was a misjudgment on his part, but he wanted to stay with Sirius. Uh, Opie didn't give a fuck that Anthony was gone, so he wanted to stay as well. And they started out on their own show, but it was very weird. And they had this tension between them, and Opie would have other comics in, 
like Vic Henley and Sherrod Small, who were friends with Norton for sure. But you kind of got the vibe that that's not who Norton would have picked to bring in necessarily. Right. Um, I think Opie was bringing in guys that will laugh at Opie's jokes. Yeah. More than make the audience laugh. Um, so that kind of devolved into where we got the Esther Koo fight. So we heard the beginning of that in Opie versus Anthony. And that's where this picks up, right? Yep. Yeah. So uh, we hear a little more worse. at the start of that argument. Well, it gets kind of weird because I'm asking you something. You're like, we're not that close like that, which is fine. But well, you know, we're not. I mean, we do a good show together and stuff, but we're not that close. Ugh, so now you're mad at me for something? I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Uh, I'm not mad. We're not close yet. What? This is a surprise to you? We're not close. I mean, it's do been, good by the way, it's been done 10 million different ways in shows and movies and just conversations. No, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's the good. If you were writing a tell, it would be, no, I'm not mad. What do you mean? High pitch high vo- voice, like yeah, that. high pitch voice is number one tell in anything. Mad? Why would I be mad? <laughs> mad? We're not close yet. What? This is a surprise to you. We're not close. We do a good show together. It's okay. Uh. Don't say ugh. I'm gonna say ugh. Don't say ugh. You know everything's been going on. You don't. You don't. No, but I, I don't know exactly what you're talking about. You're saying something that I don't know, and you're acting That's like fine. I do know. That's all right. You I, are acting like I do know. No, I said I. 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 No, I'm. I. I was surprised. You're you don't. In a conspiratorial I tone. I was surprised. You don't know. But I don't. I, I believe you for real. For real, I do believe you. Okay. It's not, it's, and it's not a matter of being close. Like, you know, it's just this weird <clears throat> paranoia thing. It's there's, like, what's going on? There's something there's, going on. There's no paranoia, but I, I, there's none. I believe you. If you tell me you don't, you don't know some of the real dirty shit he, he did over the years, that's fine. I have zero, that's no fine. idea. I believe you. I believe you. I really do. But it, it does make me very upset. <laughs> he does not know. I mean, believe him. So this there's a mix of things here. Essentially what Opie's alluding to there, I believe Anthony, why well, I believe it because this is what Anthony believes. Opie's never said it publicly. Right. Oh yeah. I think um, I know Anthony thinks say. like, this is what happened. Yeah. Um, Opie believes that Anthony had fake Reddit and Twitter accounts Twitter, that would yeah. criticize Opie. Yep. Uh, I don't think that's true simply because Anthony was doing it on the air. On the air and his own Twitter. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think that's true. Now, what Opie might be thinking is, while they were partners, this was happening. Which, that would really annoy me. That would you be, know, if someone yeah. I worked with had a fucking Reddit account where they're trashing me. Right. Um, I have no idea if that's true. To be fair to Opie, the reason he thinks Norton knows about this is because of the famous text uh, that we talked about. Yep. The little cunt won't even look at me. Opie's assumption, which years later it was confessed to be true, uh, was that that little cunt won't even look at me text was meant to be sent to one James Norton. <laughs> and so Opie's looking at it like, oh, that's how these two guys talk about me when I'm not around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the insecurity that Opie's feeling where he's like, Oh, Anthony's totally comfortable texting Jimmy and saying the little cunt won't even look at me. And that's something that would make Jim laugh apparently, which I don't know if Opie was aware of that prior to that moment. You can't blame. So that's where, that's where I think Opie's paranoia is justified. Yep. 
Um, but then to, you know, play the other side, if I bring some topic to the table with Craig and then Craig says, what are you talking about? And I say, I'm not going to tell you. We're not that close. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, we, then we can't talk. We can't have a conversation then. I don't know. What, what do you want from me? <laughs> you know, what a fucking <laughs> shitty thing to say to someone you've known for 15 years. I'm not going to tell you we're not that close. Yeah, right. They've been doing radio together 15 years and they have been close personal friends. They were the closer like, of the of, two in public. I want to even say. And, and before, before this, you know, prior to this moment, all of Norton's specials, there's a certain point where he says, Hey, I'd like to thank Opie and Anthony without them. I wouldn't have a career, blah, blah, blah. Like he did in every special for a while. Right. And so it's like to say you're not that close is pretty wild. And you can tell, you can absolutely tell, like Jim continues to kind of be funny here, but you can tell that hurt him. He's oh. like, Oh yeah. We're not close enough for you to tell me something that's seems pretty standard. I think, you know what I mean? Like you're not telling me your wife's health diagnosis, you know, he, he probably just doesn't want to come on and say like, I just don't need you gossiping with Anthony. Right. Right. And the more Jim wears him down, he admits that a little bit. But yeah, you're right. That's a more direct way of what Opie is thinking. As a continuation of not that close. Oh, well, yeah, we have to we have to hear how not close they are, of course. But if somebody that, that to me that you don't need to be close to somebody, if somebody says, I'm not saying like, why don't you think we're close? I don't give a shit about that. But if I say to you, why, well, what, what's going on? I don't think it requires us to be in love with each other for you to say off the air, like, this I, is what's been happening. I don't think I, that's I've an t- issue of closeness. I, I've told you some of the stuff and we've talked about some of the stuff. So, but I got, I got, you know, more info and stuff and I'm just blown away by it, to be honest with you. So blown away. You say odd shit to people, dude. You're a good guy. But you say odd shit to people. Like what? Like that. Like what? Like that. Because Please we're not close. That's one of my favorite quotes ever. <laughs> because what that is, by the way, like. Can I get so you a Opie coffee, is, Opie? Jesus Christ. Opie is saying something like he he has brought this up. The idea that Anthony has done something diabolical to try and ruin Opie's life. And he, Opie's the one that presented that. So Jim says, geez, what did he do? What did this guy that both you and I worked with for 15 years do to ruin your life? And this guy replies, I'm not going to tell you, we're not friends. (laughs) (laughs) So Jimmy's just looking at this man like, I don't even understand where we are in this conversation. And just as one of my fucking favorite quotes. <laughs> and that's, I, that's something Norton I think is great at is just like a- analyzing people and responding in a disgusted fashion in a split second. Yeah. But I got, I got, you know, more info and stuff and I'm just blown away by it, to be honest with you. So blown away. You say odd shit to people, dude. You're a good guy. <laughs> but you say odd shit to people. Like what? <laughs> like that. Like what? Like that? Because we're not close. So why would I tell? <laughs> you say odd shit to people, dude. <laughs> you're a good guy. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Is you're a good guy. Like I'm not trashing you as a man. You're just bizarre. <laughs> and, but knowing, having listened to Norton for so long, he probably said that and went, eh, "I shouldn't have went there." <laughs> like in his head. 
Yeah, may, but also it's like that's something that I think was bottled up because as a listener, you felt that way. Where, like, as a listener, I remember people feeling like um, Opie's arguments and then the grudges he would hold against people. It's like, it's a strange way to go about presenting that, you know? Yeah. So he is right. Like, yeah, he said, literally, he says odd shit to people. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got responsibility. Um, well, I think this is, uh, again, very telling of their relationship and, and why it broke down the way it did. Both feel in the middle. Fair enough. But I'm sure you think that was somehow I'm against you. I'm sure I, I'm positive. You, feel, you know, I didn't say that. You don't have to. Oh, hold on. This is something where like, I don't actually don't really blame Opie for kind of feeling that way. I don't blame him at all. Yeah, again, when you get that... Now, here's the the thing, is I think Norton seems like a more reasonable guy or an easier guy to deal with in those moments. Like, if he said, hey, man, I know that Anthony was texting you that, so I know you guys probably talk shit. Like, we're going to be partners. I I think if, you know, if that's going to work, you got to be able to tell me what I'm doing wrong or what I'm doing to bother you. You know what I mean? Like... And that's so telling of Opie and Anthony and Jimmy's relationships. Like if they just had those conversations, like, Hey man, tell me what's bothering you. And I'm not going to react like a child. (laughs) If they all just did that with each other once in a while, they might still be together. Right. I'm sure you think that was somehow I'm against you. I'm sure I'm positive. You know, I didn't say that you don't have to. I didn't say that. I, I know. It's everybody else. I got it. <laughs> what? No, I took for responsibility for no, myself. I know, I know, I know, I know. I no, said I, I, I did. Right. Yeah. I did. Cool. But other people need to take responsibility, too. I don't know about that. Yeah, so, so that is something Opie would say a lot where he's like, oh, I, I take care of my shit. I've got my shit in order. Like, you know, it, it's this vague taking responsibility that takes no actual work where he's like you know yeah you know i i know i can be an asshole it's like okay well just simply saying those words i know i can be an asshole doesn't mean you've actually examined what it is that makes people think you're an asshole you know what i mean you're not doing anything to correct the way you talk to people or deal with people you're just saying this so now you can say whatever you want you know i've worked i've worked on myself but i think you and anthony are wrong and i'm not (laughs) Um, this next one is where this is when I don't know about you, but I was like, they're not going to last for at all. Uh, this oh, is, okay. this is the, why are you here? Oh, oh yeah. This is, um, uh, this is where we really get into like everyone knew Jimmy was leaving after the, <laughs> the, the first half of this argument is like, you can tell like, wow, I think Jimmy's actually hurt that this guy just keeps saying like, we're not close. Like it felt like Jimmy was hurt. And then the second half of this argument, it's like, Oh, they're, they're done. <laughs> they're I, th- I do think this was like, uh, I don't know if Norton would have left before this, but I think like in the middle of it, he was like, fuck this. You, you hear, I know I'll be honest. I didn't listen to Opie and Jim every day. No. Um, I remember the reason I, Happened. I listened to this episode because people were tweeting at me. Like, did you hear the Opie versus Jim fight? Yeah, so this I was like, was, oh, I have to. But, 
this was this was Most definitely yeah this was definitely an on demand go listen for me for sure yeah so I can't speak to necessarily Norton's attitude day to day but I do feel like there was a definitely a shift where you know before this he was going along to get along and after this he had his you know he was uh, fucking Costanza trying to get fired from the Yankees he's wearing Babe Ruth's uniform and he's dragging the World Series trophy around <laughs> he's doing whatever he could to get the fuck out of there yeah. Um, but yeah, here it is. Why are you here? Whatever, man. What? What do you mean, what? I mean, whatever. It's it's always uncomfortable. It's always uncomfortable. Then, then you don't have to be here. Why are you here? If it's so uncomfortable, why are you here? Explain I, that to me. Why are you here then? Because I so like performing. Okay. And this is my job. So you can perform in other ways. You can have your own show here. You can do a million no, things. No, I can't have my own but show why would you? Why would you walk into an uncomfortable situation every day if it's uncomfortable? Why don't you why? ask yourself that too? I'm fine. I, you're I'm not happy. fine. I'm, I'm fine. fine. I didn't say I wasn't happy, but you're not fine. I'm fine. Okay. You, you don't know the first thing about me. I'm fine. I know. I don't know you. I've been working with you 15 years. You're right. I don't know anything about you. You don't know. You don't know. You, you you're don't, right. No, no. I know nothing about you. You're right. You're, you, you don't I know a lot correct. about me. You're right. <laughs> you can just Such an insane thing to say to someone that's known you for 15 years on a personal and professional level. Mm-hmm. You don't know the first thing about me. That was you could that was just all of that was Opie's plan coming to fruition there. Like, oh, you could leave. <laughs> it's so wild. And yeah, there's there's a lot. Opie's revisionist history is also very interesting where you kind of start to piece together if you follow it closely enough. Everything Opie says is true. If you look at it, at it from the perspective of Opie has thought this before. Right. You know what I mean? Like where he's like, hey, you could do your own show here. He's never, he's just thought, why doesn't Jim leave and do his own show? No one has ever gone to Opie and been like, hey, we'd like to take Jimmy off your show and have give him his own show on here. But it's just like this creation in Opie's mind where it's like, well, just go do a show on a different channel. You know, mm. because it's like something Opie has thought of. So now it's just fact. I wish he listened to him and did it. Well, that's we go back to Norton's self-worth where you hear him say there, like, I couldn't do my own. They they don't want just me. They want like, you know, the Opie radio brand or whatever. But that was not true, as we've learned, you know, a couple of years later. Uh, this is splitting up. Yeah. So this is this is the official nail in the coffin where you hear. uh I don't think it's coming back after this. So I'll do this till October, and then you can get into partner, and I'll move on. I'm not going to quit my fucking job. I didn't this say, is my gig. I didn't say you should, should quit, but if you're not if you if you're not comfortable here, then that's on you, not me. I'm comfortable here. You're not always comfortable. I'm comfortable. You here. can't even look at me half the time. I'm talk, I'm doing Uncle Paul. You're literally looking uh, into the monitor. Like I wish this guy would just go away. Uh, I'm not a fan of Uncle Paul. You know that. We've talked about it. Whatever. But you're not a fan of some of the stuff I talk about either. So it's it's just what it is. But I don't stare into a monitor like I'm being molested when no, you're, you're doing staring it. No, you stare into your phone or completely <laughs> ignore me. I mean, it, it, ha- it happens all the time. But believe it or not, it happens I- all the time. If you're not into what I'm saying, you completely ignore me. Are you kidding me? Do you really want to have this conversation? Yes, I do. You sit there and and go on your phone and completely. Hold on. You hear Norton's voice there. Opie does this all the time. He's like, "Do you really want to have this conversation?" And the person is always like, "Yes," because so often we can't because you're in a terrible mood or something. Right now, it seems like we can have the conversation. So yes, let's do it. Uh, One second. The 
I had to just bring up the video shut off for some reason. Oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy. Splitting up. There we go. Always comfortable. I'm comfortable. You here. can't even look at me half the time. I'm talking I'm doing Uncle Paul. You're literally looking into the monitor like I wish this guy would just go away. Uh, I'm not a fan of Uncle Paul, you know that. We've talked about it, whatever. But you're not a fan of some of the stuff I talk about either. So it's it's just what it is. But I don't stare into a monitor like I'm being molested when no, you're, you're doing staring it. No, you stare into your phone or completely ignore me. I mean it it, hap it happens all the time. But believe it or not, it I happens all the time. If you're not into what I'm saying, you completely ignore me. Are you kidding me? Do you really want to have this conversation? Yes, I do. You sit there and and go on your phone and completely ignore me. But I, I feel can, like I'm 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 talking to a wall. I I know you do, but not realizing that I can look at my phone and I can also participate in discussion. I know how to talk as well. Uh, you tap out. You completely tap uh, out on things. You know that. Maybe if we're talking about something and you just automatically switch the subject because you don't want to talk about it, maybe then. No, it's a tough spot to be in. Sometimes <laughs> I just. No, I know, I, I know, I know. I don't know how to talk. I'm talking before. No, I'm just saying it. What talking about before? What happened like we're before? Talking, we're talking about Sydney party. We're just doing something. I'm talking about something, right. and then all of a sudden it's like so Trump. And it's like, okay, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you with my personal life. Like, you just, oh, you just. Wow, you're crazy. You're literally crazy. <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> he just did, but he but, just said to what he said to him earlier. The sociopath no, thing. It's so funny that they just have the same conversation, but reverse it. <laughs> and they, they, they do get into, uh, in this part of the argument, they get into like Opie not revealing anything about his personal life. And he's like, you know, like we just have differences where Norton will come in and reveal everything about his life. And Opie, I forget the exact example he gave. Oh, you know what it was? Um, some guest was in and asked Opie what his uh, wedding song was. And Opie was like, oh, geez, you're really going to make me talk about that? And Norton's like, we're just doing, we're too different. <laughs> You know, like literally Norton will talk about fucking getting pissed on and by hookers and Opie's like, whoa, whoa, you're asking me a pretty vague detail about my wedding. I'm not going to talk about that. You think I'm going to dox myself? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, um, was that is it, so are we still in the same argument? Is this still the Esther coup? Yeah, uh, this is Opie's mood. Uh, well, we talked about this with Anthony where like. You know, Opie controlled the room, and that's kind of what Jim's going to tell him here. This has just become what it is, and it's nice, and I do enjoy it, but but we don't really, uh, you know, talk on any level outside here. I know, I know, and it's uh, you, you, you think you take responsibility, dude, and, and but you, you do for part of it and on the surface, but you don't sometimes. You don't. Like what? Just in general, you have no idea. You have literally no idea how your moods affect other people. I'm not, I'm not saying you, you be, gotta go. I will. In October, I'm fine here. I know you're fine. I'm fine here, here and I and, and I in enjoy October, what I'm doing. doing. We don't need to reiterate it. In this October, is, I'm by done. By the way, and I never, I never even really thought of this until listening to this clip right now. Opie never would have said that to Anthony, I don't think. No. Which is how you know he doesn't respect Jim as a partner. Correct. And he never looked at it as the Opie and Jimmy show. And I don't know that he ever wanted it to be the Opie and Jimmy show. He knew he kind of had to do it that way. Well, I know at first uh, Norton didn't want his name in the title. Well, that, that comes up in a, in a later <laughs> debate where it's removed. Um, but yeah, oh, Jimmy didn't want his name in the title because... He didn't want it to look like he's replacing correct. Anthony. Correct. Um, but that's just the way, like, I think Sirius had, you know, kind of forced them to do it. But I think Opie, you know, 
would have rather done the Opie show where he has a bunch of comedians in like Vic Henley and Sherrod small for some reason. Mm. Um, and, you know, done his own thing. And, and I think that clip was very telling because I don't think he ever would have said to Anthony, like, well, well then leave. You know what I mean? Like we heard him right. say, Hey, we're going in two different directions. Maybe we should separate and do different shows. But he would, he never would have said to Anthony, well, if you don't like what I'm talking about, you should leave. No, you can't. And that's how I, that, that, that's very telling of the lack of respect. I feel like. Oh, Opie and Anthony both still, no matter how much they hate each other, have that last layer of respect that will never be broken for each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's very weird. And it's like, you know, kind of um, sweet in a way. Right. They Like they despise each other, but there is an out, like when, Opie makes these wild videos on YouTube that he makes now. Mm-hmm. He still, he will never say Anthony's not funny or that it was not like that. Anthony wasn't a major part of that show, you know? So it's weird to see a guy who's that narcissistic and sociopathic still hold on to that little ounce of respect that he does have for Anthony. It's very weird. Yeah. He, he knew that's what that, I think that is why though, is that everyone's like, there's a chance that we could hear them together again. I don't think it ever happens, but this is why I said no way Norton's there. If it does (laughs) (laughs) arguments like this, where he's like, well then go just fucking pack your shit and leave. They would have to, they would have to have them on. Um, Was there more to that clip or we on to the next one? Uh, There's more like 30 more seconds. I know you're fine. I'm fine here, here and I and, and I in enjoy October, what I'm doing. We don't need to reiterate it. In October, I'm done. I don't want to wait till October. Then that's ridiculous. Well, I'm I'm not quitting my fucking job. I didn't say that. Well, then what am I going to do? Are you going to fire me? I'm you can't. I'm not saying you can't. Because I fire everybody else, or I'm just asking. Why would no. I, why would I fire you? Because you have the ability to. Because you? you're my boss. Why? But why would I do that? Because you just I've, said why wait till October. Well, that's you're the one who but just that's said. Silly, though, if you're if you're not happy here, then you why would you stay till October? Because it's it's money. It's my job. Again, it's, I'm not a three year old. It's my job. That that was something too. That again, very telling of Opie. Why Opie is such a frustrating person to argue with. I think because he he said he presents the idea. Well, then you got to go. You if you don't like the shit that I'm doing, you have to leave. And Jim says, well, fine, I'll leave in October when my contract is up. And Opie says, well, that's ridiculous. I don't want to wait that long. Jim says, well, what are you going to do, fire me? And Opie's like, oh, because I fire everyone? Like, gets pissed about it. <laughs> and it's like, you, Opie, you presented the idea of getting rid of him. You just said yeah, it's dude. ridiculous that he would wait till October. <laughs> the only way to get him out is firing him. You presented the idea. <laughs> and then he gets offended by it. Like it's, it's insane. And then he's like, why would I fire you? I don't know. Cause you just brought it up, man. And that's why I think he was so frustrated to deal with, uh, by a lot of these guys. Yeah. There's two more in this argument. Uh, this one's resentment. Um, all right, let's hear it. Here's what the, the is you, you don't think I give a fuck about you. That's what it all comes down to. And a big part of it is because I do go on Ant's show and I am comfortable with him and I do have chemistry about You're him. You're way and, more oh, comfortable oh, with him. And you see that because he and I are more, I'll, I'll tell you what it is. And, and this is where everything has got, you would see me and Ant 
and have, having these, the, the way we do comedy or the way we perform, we're reaction performers. That's right. how we perform. Right. And then you're a guy who, I know you people say you steer the ship and you don't do it, but I, I, we understood the necessity, we are the ones who understood the necessity of fucking, and, and defended that when people would attack you. Right. And you would get uncomfortable sometimes watching he and I because you felt like you were watching two guys do something and you didn't feel like you were a part of it and you resented it and you didn't understand even you're the guy in the room. You didn't understand how you were a part of it. That was that was. I didn't resent it. I realized, oh boy, here we go. This is this show is ending as I know it. The chemistry was gone. You guys performed for each other. Now that that's how the but show was. It wasn't was. just each other. It was. Nah, it, I was. Opie, I, it was. I'm telling you, what I like to get a laugh from everybody in the room. Oh, I was laughing and stuff, but I. You know, like I said, our, me it was more me and Anthony. Our chemistry was fucking done. But you're, you're saying, I'm yeah. saying, you're saying why I think there might won't. be a little resentment there, but it was also more like, oh, wow, okay, this has run its course. And it was it was becoming more and more obvious. And then, uh, you know, and then he just so happened to get fired. But that, but it, that show was coming to an end no matter but what. But it wasn't up to me. <laughs> I mean, you hear Norton starting to get into it there, but it... Opie is the only one who says that. Right. And that's what's frustrating to a lot of these guys because he's not realizing what he's saying. He's like, oh, it was obvious to everyone that, uh, you know, the chemistry wasn't there and everything. And it's like, no, no, no. You're feeling resentment that these two guys are close. And I think the, the biggest takeaway from the Opie versus Anthony episode was that Opie wanted a best friend in this. He wanted his partner to also be his you know, kind of best friend. And I think also like sort of worship him in a way. <laughs> like I think yeah. a part of Opie thought, Hey, I pulled this Anthony guy out of fucking HVAC <laughs> in and gave him a, you know, multi-million dollar radio career. He's probably going to worship the ground that I walk on. And I, you know, for a period of time, that was probably true with Anthony. Definitely. That's why they were so close. Definitely at first for sure. Yeah. But like any human beings, Anthony's funny and, you know, earned his, his, um, his own credibility on his own talent. And so you're not going to be, you know, you're not going to worship that guy forever because eventually that wears out. You know what I mean? Like there's only so much credit you earn where you can also be an asshole and treat this person like shit. So I think Opie wanted like a best friend. He lost that. And I think he and Jimmy were friends for a time, but he got jealous that Jimmy and Anthony were getting close. And so there's this weird personal thing with Opie where he could never separate, you know, business from, you know, friendship or whatever you want to call it. Right. He, he thought it was all like the same thing. Um, he wanted it to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it, it caused him to grow very resentful. Um, we got uh, support and credit. Uh, so, so this is, I think a little, now this is insane by the way, <laughs> because like I said, um, Jim Norton on definitely on monster rain, which was probably his biggest special on uh, HBO. Uh, and then for sure on a few after that, um, Jim Norton would stop his show at a certain point and say, by the way, uh, Opie and Anthony are here. I just want to give credit to Opie and Anthony because without them, I wouldn't be playing theaters and I wouldn't have a special, blah, blah, blah. The reason you guys are here is because of Opie and Anthony. And you'd have them stand up and the crowd would fucking applaud them. Not only that, um, I would hear Norton go on many interviews 
after Anthony's firing, um, after like a, a what do you call it there? The uh, homeless Charlie incident. Mm-hmm. Um, different times, Opie and Anthony would get in trouble. And then the most recent one, meaning recent when this uh, argument happened, like 2014 or whatever it was, um, there was a video of Opie stomping a homeless man's cake that resurfaced. Um, Opie and Anthony used to do something called the walkover, like when they were on XM and K Rock at the same time. Um, when the K Rock show would end, they would walk over to the XM building. But during that time, they were on air still for XM. So they would have microphones in their hands and walk through the streets of New York. And there was this homeless guy named Andrew that they would interact with. And he had a cake. For, I don't, I, I can't remember the context, but for some reason, he had a cake. And, uh, He's showing them the cake. And Opie goes, oh, that's really nice. Can I see that? And then he stomps on the guy's cake because Opie was a shock jock. He wasn't necessarily the funniest guy, but he knew like outrageous humor would get a laugh from people or cringe, whatever you want to call it. And there was a context to that. Uh, Opie gave him like a couple hundred bucks afterwards. Like he gave him far more than the cake was worth. Obviously, he just knew it was a funny thing and then like gave him money to help him out afterwards. So Opie really did nothing wrong. It was just a funny, dumb thing. But this video resurfaced and uh, people were trashing Opie, trying to get him in trouble and things. And Norton was out doing press for whatever he had coming out, his new tour or his new special or something. And every interview that he did, they would ask Norton about this Opie cake stomping thing. And Norton would have to go out of his way to defend Opie. And so, like, credit and support from Norn's part, I feel, was unquestioned. Not even for a second. As, as a fan, you knew exactly where he stood as far as loyalty to Opie and Anthony. Right. Um, which makes this clip very interesting. <laughs> What I developed, by the way, and I should get at least that fucking credit. I developed this whole fucking thing back in 1994. But I've, I've, I've done nothing but give you credit for that. Like, uh, I've, I've never not credited it's you. It's hard. Uh, yeah. It's hard for you to give me credit for things. It's hard to well, say. What are you talking about? In general, it really is. You, hard for you, me to give you credit for things. What do you mean? It, it's hard. And then and, and then to beg for it, you, you sound like a fucking lunatic. I don't even know what you're you talking about. You sound like a fucking oh, lunatic. I don't know what you're talking about. You sound like a, a lunatic. The, the day I spilled my guts about the shit Ant did and and you know and and poured my soul out and actually cried which was beyond embarrassing which Ant thinks was fake by the way which is another no, ridiculous wasn't thing fake. he said of course it wasn't and he fucking so knows what? that too I've cried on the air who but, cares but you could you could barely muster up any support for me that day or stick up for me because go, I was go listen to the tape because you're, you're barely t- in it I'll tell you why you're barely in it because that was because you want to stay out of the you and him and that hold on, that well, was fair enough fair enough I can only give you my opinion because I was sitting here watching you and him air it out I felt like I said a couple of things but I'm like I'm not going to fight for Anthony here because he's not here to do it and it's not my place to do it it's you and him on this one. What you didn't need me to support you, dude. This he didn't have me there to support. It was it was disappointing considering that you know we can we uh, we do a radio show together. I'm not. I wasn't looking for a uh, you know fuck him type of speech, but it was like you were you were uh, you were very quiet actually. Yes, I was. Yeah, the way I would be quiet if. Kirk was going off on Jerry in the way that Opie was like, those guys were partners. 
I wasn't, I was in this case, I wasn't around for it. I'm not going to chime in and be like, here, here are my thoughts. You know what I mean? Like if there's a moment like that, if you're the other guy in the room, you're not going to interrupt it. No. Like if Opie's crying, it would be irresponsible of Jim to be like, Hey, 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 uh, let me throw a few words in here. Like the moment of him crying was captivating radio. Mm. So Norton's not supposed to trample all over it, but Opie looks at it as like, Hey, you sandbagged me. You know, <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I do think there's something to be said for like, if I'm Opie on that day, there was a little bit of like, you could tell Norton didn't fully like would try to take Anthony's side a little bit just to play devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. And from Opie's perspective, there is like, okay, I mean, it's me versus Anthony, and you're clearly on Team Anthony. Well, he know? would also so do get that. A he would bit. do that on Ope's behalf on Anthony's show too, though. Exactly, and that's what Opie never understood. Right. Uh, so, are we moving on to DL Hughley now? We sure are. Um. So this was very interesting, and by the way, what we just heard was in December of twenty. 14. 14. No. Yes, yeah. December of 2014. Um, we're wait, uh, December of 2015, I think. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was. December 2015. It was over a year after the firing? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because they were signing two-year contracts at that point. Mm. So it was December of 2015. Their contract was up December of, I'm sorry, October of 2016. So they have 11 months to go before this contract. So Jimmy's like, well, I'll leave in October. They have to do 11 months of shows together still. Uh, so they have guests now. I, I, I won't spoil it because D.L. Hughley is in. Um, Norton didn't talk during the interview and D.L. calls it out and they'll kind of explain uh, why that is here. What's fun I've had doing this? All right. What's wrong with Jim? Are you, are you, are you all right? You- we had issues before. So really? Big deal. <laughs> I've never seen this before. I'm like, what happened? Quiet Norton. <laughs> I've never seen it. Quiet, unopinionated Norton. Is I haven't seen him characters. this quiet since the episode of Power. It's one of his new <laughs> we had, Well, the issue was DL, if you want to get into it. Really? Yeah. What happened? Yeah, because I, I like you very much. Um, I knew he'd say that, so uh-huh. I'm kind of glad I did that. Uh, but when, when I had that pilot and you you had to cancel, I understood, but you told us an hour before after we had rented the studio and the oh. day before, uh, my manager was like, are you sure you can come tomorrow? And your people were like, yeah. And then an hour before you canceled and I just never heard from you. So I kind of took that really personally. I don't blame you. And let me tell you. And I, and I happen to like you very much. So to me, it was like, I didn't want, and I always, I think right. you're a genius. I, right. I genuinely do. Right. Um, but it was one of those things where, you know, like I feel like a dick, like like the guy has no respect for me, obviously, as brilliant oh. as he is. No, no, no. But oh. I mean, then I'm like, why would I have him in the show? So Opie knew that. And he knew that I wasn't oh. de- feeling that. And, uh, you know, he to him, he's like, well, DL does good radio. And then he said, I'm like, well, you know, I have an issue with it. And he goes, well, why don't you just tap out for an hour? So he's basically saying that I should have left for oh. an hour before. But I'm like, I can't do that because they pay me to be here. And I also wasn't going to be a dick to you. But I just took that very personally. I tell you what, two things. One is... I, I got to tell you, I apologize for that. But, uh, and I, and if it happened, I have to, obviously have to say that it was on, the onus was on me. But I never, 
I, I knew that I wasn't able to do it, and I kept. Te- try, I told. I told my representative early that I couldn't do it because we had to do radio. I had to go right do my radio show. Now, I don't work for for a great boss like you do. I have a dick for a boss, so it was a, it was a whole thing. <laughs> I know the they feeling. got. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, what that boils down to is Norton is feeling something that I think uh, uh, we can all relate to on some level, whether it's work or like dealing with uh, your friends or whatever the fuck. Where he has the uh, to do something, uh, if I could just fucking got blown off, never heard back, whatever. And so he's kind of like, well, "Well, fuck this! Why am I gonna have the guy in pretend everything's great? We'll promote his shit when like I made a request and it was just treated like I'm an asshole, basically." Um, so I get Norton's point. Now I do think like, I think I always thought DL was a pretty good guest on Opie and Anthony. And I even remember like, he's the type of guy that came on after Anthony was fired and was like, I, I agree with the firing. Basically he walked into like, you know, the Opie and Anthony house basically. And was like, no, I think, it, I think it was a correct firing and here's why. Like basically he thinks Anthony's a racist. And so like, I always respected him for, I didn't agree with him. At, at the time, at the time, <laughs> but, but I always respected him for doing that. Um, and so like, I thought he was kind of a good radio guest from that perspective. And that's obviously how Opie felt and right. DL calling Anthony racist probably didn't hurt <laughs> from Opie's perspective, but um, Opie's like, Hey, he's a good guest. Why don't you just leave now? Again, two partners wouldn't say that to each other. I might say that to Craig. So, Hey, if you're not comfortable being on, maybe I'll, I I could see if someone else can produce or something. You know what I mean? But like, you wouldn't say it to someone who is an equal partner in your endeavor. (laughs) And so Opie saying, why don't you just tap out? It makes it very clear what he thinks of Jim's role there. Um, And Jim's obviously very upset by that. Or annoyed, I should say. Um, now it's moving on to Jim and Sam. Um, wait, really? Oh, oh, you know why? So they address it the next day, but they handled it in a way like there wasn't a lot to uh, pull from, really. Um, but you heard kind of the, the whole thing there. And then what happened was that day, uh, the reason that really blew up on Twitter, because that's essentially all the whole altercation between um, DL and Jim with the funny line of like, I know the feeling, right. uh, but there wasn't much more there. DL apologized and everything and they were fine. But then later that day, there was a weird glitch in the audio that made it seem like audio had been pulled. They said that wasn't the case, but then on all their social media, the name of the show was changed from Opie and Jimmy to like the Opie radio show or something like that. Opie Rackio. And yes. And people were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so what happened was Jim, after the show texted their producers and said, Hey, take my name off the show. I'm not part of this show anymore. I'm a guest. And Opie, like in their argument, Opie's like, well, that's ridiculous. You're obviously more than a guest. And Jim's like, well, slightly, but I have to make these requests on guests. We have people we have in here and sometimes they're not even met. You know what I mean? Not only do I have to ask you for permission, but sometimes the answer is no. Whereas again, when it was Opie and Anthony, that was never the case. If Anthony said, Hey, I don't want this guy in here. He wasn't in, you know, 
Right. Um, all right. So now let's move on to Jim and Sam because, uh, so now we get through the, uh, you know, through the real dog days of this contract. Now we're in the summer of 2016 and Opie starts doing something real weird (laughs) when you're in contract negotiations, unless you're, you know, the best wide receiver in football. It's very rare that just simply holding out before your contract is up is a wise move. Uh, in the summer of 2016, Opie just stopped doing shows. Yeah. Like he took a vacation and that goes back to this whole resentment for Howard Stern and his schedule and everything. Um, so Opie stopped coming in and Norton said, well, I would like to do some radio. So he invited Sam Robertson. Um, him and Sam started doing shows together and I think that's pretty much where we pick up here. So yeah, you want to, uh, sure. Bring up this YouTube video we got mentioned in. Yeah. Our fins hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so yeah, look, uh, Obi posted a video yesterday on his YouTube channel. He's been, uh, Hinting and being mysterious about what he's going to do. We said it yesterday. We don't, I don't know. We I'm really for myself. Know. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't know what Obi's doing. I don't know what we're doing. Should we play the video? So just play it. We might as well. I mean, we okay. have to, if we're going to talk about it, we should play it. It's hard to understand some of the audio. Okay. But he was in like a, an aquarium. Good morning, Lamb Chops. This is Obi and. I want to thank everyone that reached out to me trying to figure out what's going on with me and the future of my radio show. And, well, here you go. I, I feel like I have to tell you something. I do not do morning radio anymore. I do not do radio with Jim Norton anymore. I found out through my agent that Jim Norton will continue with Sirius. I believe he signed a contract a couple of weeks ago, according to my agent. And it looks like he'll be doing a show with Sam Roberts. I think that's pretty obvious to everyone. I have not been fired. Sirius hasn't been very good to me in the years. There are sharks on shot it this way. I apologize. Huh? It's just annoying that he recorded it that way because you can barely hear what he's saying, but that's just... Ever since That's how it is. I'm ever sorry. since they've officially been over, he his instincts on recording have been awful. It's wild, yeah. <laughs> like this video at the time too could have gone like crazy on Twitter because it the show was still huge. Yeah, right. You just couldn't hear him. <laughs> no, and he's got like the Jaws music playing, and then that kid talking, and all sorts of shit. Yes, there are. Correct and incorrect about me signing. You know, I'm kind of glad that he made the announcement, not let me make it. But the reality is this. I've kind of hinted at it or said that I was signed at one point. What happened was I signed the contract and then it was serious wanted to change something in it. 
minor. It was a minor thing. So technically, my contract was not signed until last night. Mm-hmm. And as far as you and I have done some shows together, um, and as far as what we're going to do, we don't have anything official. I know what I would like to do. But literally, they have not promised us anything because everything is up in the air because he's not signed, so they don't know what he's doing. Right. Um, you know, but to, to implant, look... Yeah, I don't care if somebody takes a shot, but to imply that we're like sharks who are waiting in the water, uh, you know, like like trying to, and that's how I took this, and keep your head on a swivel, like watch your back. The reality is this, I found out a while ago that he was trying to have me taken, uh, have less days on the show. So uh, there's a lot there, but... Um, basically what happened was Jim and Sam started doing morning shows together and the company said like, well, Opie essentially left. (laughs) Like we don't know where he is. He's not doing shows, not the smartest thing to do during a contract negotiation. And Jim and Sam originally signed to do, um, 10 AM to 1 PM. They were going to be like the midday show after Opie. Norton was like, I just don't want to do radio with Opie anymore. I'll do whatever. I'll do middays, whatever gets me off this show. I'd rather do a show with Sam. Uh, But what happened was the company said, well, we would rather you than Opie. Now, Opie took that to be Jim and Sam stabbing him in the back. Now, by the way, if you guys don't know who Sam Roberts is, he was a producer for Opie and Anthony for over 10 years. Um, basically then, basically it, birthed Jocktober by accident. Yes. Yeah. He's the, the godfather of Jocktober. Um, and then after Anthony left, he was like the executive producer of you know, the Opie and Jim show for a minute, but then got his own show on middays on that channel. Then out of nowhere was switched from middays to nights. To and mid- I don't think Sam was too happy about that. Yeah, it was like midnight. It was it was completely out of nowhere that switch was made. Yeah. Um, also, as like a side note, um, Opie and Sam were very close friends. And like their wives were very close. They would go out to dinner all the time. Like they were very good friends. And Sam said like kind of out of nowhere, they were not friends anymore. He wasn't sure what happened. He said when Anthony got fired and Sam wasn't crazy tight with Anthony or anything like they're friendly, Mm -hmm. but he's like, when Anthony got fired, Opie just reevaluated how he handled his social circle. And that left Sam out. So Sam is a guy who's now been, you know, thrown to overnights, which is a terrible spot in radio, particularly satellite radio. And now, you know, a legendary comedian and radio personality is saying, Hey, you want to do mornings with me? And Opie somehow looks at that as Sam stabbing him in the back, which is mind boggling. Insane how his mind works. But also the idea that Opie was trying to get Jim off the show and is then like, well, Jim taking that job that they offered him is stabbing me in the back. Like it's crazy uh, for your mind to work like that, but he really truly believes that they that something sinister happened to get him thrown out, which is pretty nuts. <laughs> it's, it's very funny. <laughs> it's it, it really is wild, and that's why, like, um, you know, 
I literally, when I was cutting this up, I wanted to see if I could portray it more um, uh, unbiased in Opie's favor. And it's like, I'm sorry, guys, but I can't, you know, I, I just wouldn't be telling the story. I, I would have to lie to, to, you know, do making a murderer this thing and make <laughs> it seem like Opie's innocent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I, what's next? Opie goes off. Jim responds. Um, I'm trying to think if this is when I'm trying to think how harshly Jim responds. Cause there's a, t- basically ever since then. So ever since the clip we just played where you heard Jim and Sam responding to Opie's video, basically ever since then, Opie has been doing everything he can to get, I will even throw Sam in here to get Anthony, Jim, and Sam to talk about him. Oh, for sure. He 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 will do anything. He will mention them constantly. Talk about how bad their show is. All of a sudden, by the way, like Sam is a guy that he employed and gave shows, but then he's like, Sam's not a good broadcaster. All of a sudden, Norton's not a good broadcaster. Right. Um, I think this might be where you hear something about Rich Voss. He starts talking about how Rich Voss uh, was never a good guest. He wasn't funny on the show. <laughs> so Opie's basically doing everything he can to get a reaction out of these guys, and you'll hear it kind of devolve for the rest of the, the clips we have, more or less. This morning. You know, it's funny. I'm really irritated. So let's address a couple of things. Okay. Um, because Opie would rather go by what people are saying on Twitter, which is a good way to do things when you've been broadcasting for all these years. Just listen to what people are saying. <laughs> Clear one thing up. I never once said my, my stand-up was hurt by Opie himself. I no. said my draw was not what it used to be because the radio show I was on, which I was 50% of, people didn't listen to us. There was not as many listeners, and they weren't enjoying it. And it reminded them of what it used to be and what it no longer was. So, and you're saying that not to blame Opie, but to say no, I'm fifty percent of it. Right? Of course not. Right? I'm I'm not I'm not a, an adult who blames other people for things I fail at. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not doing well, no, I'm not, so to clear that up, of course I'm not blaming Opie Radio. I mean that would be psychotic. Right. But the show I was on, which let's be real honest, a lot of our hardcore fans didn't enjoy. They and didn't enjoy it. Yeah. So th- this is the day after the shark video. Right. Where um, they have basically what Jim's referring to there is he said that day, he's like, you know, um, it started to affect my standup gigs because, you know, for 15 years or whatever, he was essentially on Opie and Anthony every day and able to say, and this is why like the gig was so great for Artie Lang and Jackie Martling when they were on Stern, you know, it's obviously not the same numbers, but similar deal for Norton where it was a great gig because on air every day he could say, Hey, you know, I'm playing the Wilbur theater in Boston next Friday and Saturday. Um, so, you know, built in promotion. And he's like, suddenly that started to deteriorate because my fans weren't listening to me on the radio anymore. You know, they didn't like the show that me and Opie were doing. And so that hurt my standup. What Opie reacted to is people on Twitter who, uh, you know, you guys are always very reliable. (laughs) And someone on Twitter reached out to him and said, um, hey, did you hear Norton said that you ruined his standup career? (laughs) 
And Opie's like, well, fuck him. I'm going to take so your that's word why for Jimmy's it. Saying, yeah. yeah, that's why Jimmy's saying, you know, it's great when you've been in broadcasting for 30 years to just trust secondhand information <laughs> and react to it. They aren't that close, though. So That's true. They're not that close. So I guess, yeah, why would you, why would you listen, I suppose? Um, I believe this is around the same time that Kumia did the, uh, the, the Walking on Greg Shells video, which... Um, was quite interesting. No, Greg Shells was around the Esther. That was more the Esther coup. Was it Esther uh, coup? Uh, debacle. I, yeah, I yeah, forgot yeah. which part. It's all. This should, we'll have to make a timeline. <laughs> yes. Post it somewhere. But uh, this is uh, moving to afternoons. So this is, this is something like, it's very weird. I heard this <laughs> with my own ears. And I'm not an insider by any means. I'm just a guy who listened to the radio show. I remember radio Opie show. saying on air, he was like pleading with Anthony and Jim to start doing afternoons. And he's like, hey, Tim Sabian, who was the channel boss at the time, Tim Sabian th- like w- wants us to move to afternoons. I think we should do it. Something happened in Opie's life that made afternoons preferable to him that was true when anthony was there for sure i don't know if it was still true when it was just opie and jimmy but i heard it i heard it on the air and i remember thinking ah that's weird um why would you want to go from mornings to afternoons on radio but uh, i remember anthony and jim didn't want to and uh, opie did so jim on this show the day prior said like you know it seems like Opie expected me to like call him and hash this out. Why would I, when he seemed to want to do afternoons anyways, he was the one who would always talk about doing afternoons. So Opie went on Twitter and said, this was a lie. <laughs> and Jim is responding to that. I don't remember. Well, he said that, uh, that you were lying about the afternoons. I'm not sure how to respond to that. But you, I just, <laughs> well, why would I make that up? <laughs> Where would I get that from? He's the one who mentioned it to me. And then Tim Sabian was talking to me about it. I remember having these conversations. You were here at this time. Yes. Yes. And I remember. And it wasn't a matter of Opie saying, we have to do the shows in the afternoon or I'm not doing it. But there was a conversation of Tim saying, Opie's, Opie wants to do afternoons. Yeah. Aunt and Jim won't do it. That's crazy to me, too, because Kumia, the first thing he did when he left was make an afternoon show. Well, so the reason for that, and this changed because he ended up doing the show in the city, but um, his, I remember his big gripe with doing it in the afternoon was driving in from Long Island at rush hour. Right. I remember that was his big issue. Norton, I think, was literally just looking at it from the standpoint of like morning radio is better than afternoon radio. Like more people will be listening in the mornings than in the afternoons. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it. I, I just included that part because I think it's, an, it's so telling of Opie's. But like as a listener, I know that I know that that conversation happened. I was listening to it. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and Obi will be years later will be like, he's lying. <laughs> and and there's stuff where it's like Obi will claim things about Anthony and Jim. And it's like, Obi, we listened to the show for many years. We know this isn't true. <laughs> we heard it. He he thinks he's got thousands of new listeners a day. It's 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 very weird, but uh, where are we now? Uh integrity. 
yeah, well, so this is Opie's... <laughs> I think Jim does a pretty good job explaining it, but uh, he's talking about Jim's integrity. Just looking at this... Someone said, if I had, uh, hey, would you be mad if Jim went with uh, Anthony? And he said, if he had the integrity, that's what he'd have done two years ago. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> but at least I didn't lie about defending him. Burn. You want to talk about integrity? You want to get nasty? I would suggest you just listen to the show instead of reacting on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, it's a good suggestion, especially because yesterday you was not You know integrity? Mean. When your coworker and your friend is fired and you go on his show and you don't lie to the fans and tell them, no, things were good, we're getting along. You know why people kind of, people dislike me through all of that and they were angry at me through all of that and they still are, but nobody thought I didn't love Anthony. Nobody thought that I was indifferent to my coworker getting fired. No one thought that. Because I called into his first show and I went into his show as soon as I could. And I've gone on and I supported it and I promoted it. I didn't think that he had to have a fucking uh, a decaf, a Senka with me <laughs> before. So if you're going to tweet stuff about people having integrity, I'm, I'm telling you, I was not nasty yesterday. You know, because as far as I'm concerned, he still works here and he's still just take the deal. If you, unless the money's bad, unless it's horrible. Um, but... If the money's bad, then that's... But don't that has, blame me for that. That has nothing to do with you. Yeah. You know don't, what I mean? That's not... But, but, I, but I'm not, don't, don't do this like you think that you're going to fucking... Oh, do you don't want me start. Start. If you want to get nasty, get nasty. Now, it, what's interesting about that is... Uh, so we'll hear Norton like really uh, go at him in a minute. But like after that, I feel, I feel like... It seemed like Jim took one episode to kind of like flush it out of his system and be like, fuck Opie. Yeah. And now he doesn't acknowledge it at all. Ever. Um, it's Chip Chipperson may weigh in from time to time, but Jim Norton does not ever acknowledge it. And Opie has been doing everything he can to poke the bear and it doesn't work. And that's why I think like, if you talk about a reunion, like Anthony might do it just for fucking, even just for laughs, if nothing else. Norton has a sense of pride that I don't think would ever allow him to do a show with Opie. Plus, I think uh, there's just some stuff that no one knows about that happened after this. Because it seemed like because they would talk and then all of a sudden it was silent. So. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It was uh, it's all it's all very it's all very strange. Their relationship is very strange. But I think we move on to when Norton gets a little nastier, right? Uh, Making fun of Opie. Yeah, so um, they they like I said, shots would be taken from time to time, particularly like you know the Chip Chipperson character would take a couple shots at Opie, sure. but there was nothing atro. It would be kind of like a you know a two second imper a reference here and there, but nothing crazy. And then I think one day Opie blew up on Twitter. By the way, Twitter ruined the Opie and Anthony show easily. Yeah, I mean, I, of course, it also ruins society and many other things, but but it's it's most blatant casualty is the Opie and Anthony show. It was Twitter. If these two fucking morons could stay off of Twitter, they'd still be broadcasting together. Yeah, it's like uh, it's it's Twitter's first trophy animal is the O and A show. 
It's up on his wall. They are, they, they're upset. They're two 60 year old guys who are obsessed with Twitter and can't stay off of it. So Opie yet again is reacting to things that people are telling him on Twitter. So I got, uh, I guess on Sunday, I noticed a couple of tweets, people asking us to address this uh, situation where Opie was talking about our show, where he thinks that we're, I, I addressed it on Twitter, the fact that he thinks that we're, we're upset. It's just, I don't know what to say about it. Um, people, well, what did he say? Something about like, uh, you know, um, you know, I've moved on, but those guys are obsessed with me. You know, yeah. just uh, like me and Anna are obsessed with him. It's fun yeah. to make fun of you. You're I fun see. to make fun of. And people are like, why don't you just unload on him? Because he hasn't given me a reason to unload. I'm not afraid to unload on him. It's more fun to make fun of him. Right. To be honest with you. Uh, and as far as pushing this, he thinks I'm pushing this narrative that his podcast sucked. I never said his podcast sucked. I actually said, you fucking dumb autistic, if you'd pay attention. Oop. I actually said that the radio show you were doing in the afternoon was funny and I thought you did good on it and it was like you sounded happy and you sounded comfortable the podcast well if you want to set up a mic in the middle of the table and have eight guys yelling at each other and hope that people can pick it up that's your business <laughs> so by the way if you're not aware is so this is after Opie got fired from Sirius XM now if you don't know this story do you know why Opie got fired Craig because he uh I forget who it was but he filmed someone taking a shit yeah, Roland, the Roland. talent booker. He yeah. filmed Roll. He put his phone over the bathroom stall and filmed Roland shitting as part of one of his wacky gags. I guess uh, I don't know why he was doing that, but he did it. Roland complained, and Opie got fired. Um, you could also argue that SiriusXM was just like, "Well, we're done with this guy, anyways." So see you later. Um, but Opie got fired and started a podcast where he would like. Put, like, he would use, I think, pretty much the same microphone that I have and just put it in the middle of a table with like five other guys at a bar and talk. <laughs> and so Anthony and Jimmy would make fun of that. And Opie responded um, and went off on, on him. Now, here's why Opie was valuable to the Opie and Anthony show. And Opie himself never realized. Because if Opie, if Sam was the guy that I thought Sam was going to be as a broadcaster, like the shit stir that he was when he was younger. Um, they would have spent like two weeks dissecting the Opie podcast and just trashing it and having comedians in and making fun of them and creating bits around it. And it would have been like an old school radio war type of thing. Opie versus Jim. Uh, Jim has no interest in doing that. And, you know, um, I'm sure mental health wise, that's probably the way, right way to approach it. Definitely. As a listener, I always wished that they would have handled that differently. But like, for the most part, Norton didn't really like, like he says there, he never really unloaded on Opie. He'll take some shots, but never anything too crazy. Like he's always kind of taking the high road, which Opie has begged him not to essentially. <laughs> Yeah, if you're curious what the uh, Opie podcast used to sound like, go to a, le a restaurant that has pretty good commotion in it and try to listen yeah. to a conversation from the other side of the room. By, by the way, a New York City bar. Right. It's not, you know, this was not a, a, a desolate place. There were a few people in there. Yeah. Um, this actually was friendships. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, let's play it. He said Voss wasn't funny on the radio. Oh, yeah. That's what Voss said. Oh, yeah. Said. Okay. Right. Well, well, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Start, start this over. By the way, uh, in this same um, rant, kind of, they talk about 
he says, he says Voss wasn't, wasn't, was, it was hard to do radio with, which, I mean, we talked about Voss in a past episode. He's a perfect radio guest because like he's stingingly quick and funny, but also like one of the all time great punching bags. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's a rare mix where you can beat the shit out of him, call him an idiot, you know, make fun of his fucking, his lisp and his teeth. And he was a crack addict and all, all this kind of shit. But then he's also funny and adds to the conversation. You know what I mean? So like he's kind of, he's a great radio guest in that sense. He's a perfect example and of someone who says something insanely quick and it's funny or it's terrible, which is funny. Or it's mind blowingly dumb, which was also <laughs> great for the radio. Right. Um, and you know, I'll tell you a great example of how, you know, Voss was a great radio guest is Opie was very good at picking and choosing who good guests were. And Voss was on the Opie and Anthony show more than anybody. A lot. Uh, I think Voss was probably on more than Patrice even. Oh, for sure. Uh, like Voss was on constantly. So it's amazing. And it's just so blatant when Opie will say like, oh, Voss was hard to do radio with. It's like, well, Opie, you know how I know you're lying? Because you chose to have him in time and time again. It was who, your cho- you didn't have to do that. Who was on his show when Kumia and him had that reunion? It was Mr. Rich Voss <laughs> on Opie's show. <laughs> yes. Oh, Opie solo. He said, I'm going to bring just rich Voss. Exactly. Um, so it's this thing that Opie does. And he goes on to, he said, my favorite guest in Opie and Anthony history. My, my, I should say my favorite regular guest. I mean, like obviously, you know, Patrice holds a special place in my heart and everything. I, I, for my money though, Colin Quinn, I always enjoyed on that show. Oh yeah. He says Colin Quinn sucked on the radio. Yeah, he's a fucking. <laughs> and uh, the other name he throws out there that was not good on the radio uh, is a name you might know, Dave Attell. Yeah, terrible. It wasn't funny. Yeah, he's garbage. Yeah. So, so he's just doing this revisionist thing where now he's trashing people that he was close to for a long time, and so Norton is talking about these relationships that Opie built, and you know, kind of questioning where they're at now. He said Voss wasn't funny on the radio. That's what Voss said that he said. Okay, well, if when that, he was in here on Wednesday, or I Tuesday hope that that's not true. Was. Because Voss has said more funny things in a month than Opus said in his entire career. Mm. You say Voss isn't funny on the radio? <laughs> you out of your fucking mind? Radio oh, hard to do radio with? Stop! Yeah. Just fucking stop it! Oh, I know what he said. Uh, he said that Ant's a dry drunk. Uh, I'm a dry drunk, and Ant's an alcoholic. Fair point. <laughs> okay, so you won't argue no, that. No, I'm not going to argue. Man, this is an alcoholic. And seemed, I was not many times to try drunk. I can't argue that. It seemed like that was the big, like, oh, how's, how's Jimmy going to respond oh, to being care. called a dry drunk? It's a fair point. There's times I came in, I was a complete cunt. But the bottom line is this. You know, I have to know that there's times I was cunty. I'm not fucking a victim. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm sorry. I'm not, a, I'm not a delusional narcissist who thinks he's a victim. At times I was very difficult. But it's funny. That I'm really still close with Anthony and we still have fun together. I'm still good friends with Troy. I'm still good friends with Sam. I'm still good friends with Travis. I still get along with Nathaniel when I see him. I'm still good friends with Club Soda Kenny. Uh, what other people? Uh, I'm still good friends with Iraq. I still talk to Iraq. All people. What does he say? Like, hey. <laughs> Call me. All people who are also still friends with Anthony. So all of us are still friends. The only one 
that we're not friends with and who are not friends is him. Oh, Voss, I forgot to mention. I'm still good friends with you Voss. You are still friends I'm with- still good friends okay. with Bobby Kelly. I'm not saying Bobby hates him, but I'm, I, I don't think Bobby enjoys him. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's be honest. All of us are still friends. All now- of us still get along, are still comfortable with each other. He's the one who doesn't. So you can paint it like it's everybody out to get you. If, you. if you're saying to yourself, why is it always me? Well, then you should really question that for real. Why is it always you? And I think that perfectly goes back to him examining himself. Like, remember, we played the clip earlier where he's like, no, no, no. I, I, I've looked at my shit. You know, I've taken care of myself. I know I can, I can be a problem sometimes. But it's like, you didn't really evaluate it. You just said, hey, I know I can be an asshole but you're not doing anything about it. You know right. what I mean? Like, I don't think Opie was really examining himself and thinking, why do all these people hate me? How come every employee <laughs> that leaves the show specifically hates me and not just hates me, but goes out of their way, like says things like they have a sex tape with Bam Margera and my wife <laughs> <laughs> hates me on a visceral level. Right. Um, you know, and obviously that's an extreme example. And that guy is shitty for just lying about something. But, the the greater point that Jimmy's making is true is like at a certain point you do have to say like why would everyone else make this up? There obviously there has to be a problem with me that I'm not looking at, you know? Yeah, he's he's top he's he's top five all time delusional person. <laughs> it's pretty it's uh it's fascinating to watch, honestly. But um what else do we have? Uh obsessed. Yeah, well, this is, it's so interesting because he, and to this day, he will say, Opie will still go on his podcast, and every time he prefaces this, this way, he gets mad, he'll have like a live chat going, and he gets mad at the person asking, going, Jesus, really? You're living in the pet? You're going to ask about Opie and Anthony? You, you haven't gotten to life yet? You're still living that? Fine. I'll address <laughs> it this one last time. This week. Yeah, and he has done, yeah, he's done that weekly for about eight years now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, they were t- f- dissecting who's really obsessed here. Oh, and there's another tweet. Anyone else find it sad that two shows had to rely on me again because they're too lazy to prepare for a show? Well, what else are we going to rely on you for? The laughs? No. <laughs> it also, the, the show prep thing I thought was funny, too. Two because- shows obsess about me. Meanwhile, this fucking douche has been so obsessed with Howard. Do you know how embarrassing that shit was? How? Shut up. I was in the hall when I met Howard. He sat at the table and kept his fucking face down at the table like a six-year-old scared that fucking the boss had walked in. I walked up to Howard. And I'm like, hey, my name is Jim. He was like, I know who you are, man. He was really nice. And Ope sat on, on the fucking uh, two seats away, like in the lobby, just kind of staring down, not one. So stop it. Stop talking about people being obsessed. We worked with you for a long time. None of us like you. I don't hate him. And people are like, why don't you just unload on him? Because I don't hate the guy. Like, I don't wish him bad. He right. started me in radio. Do you know, by the way, what a fucking prick you have to be <laughs> to have changed my life and to have me not like you? You're a pretty loyal guy. I'm a fiercely loyal <laughs> fucking dude. Yeah. I would never badmouth. If I fuck my mother, I'd badmouth her before I badmouth him. Yeah. <laughs> And then, literally, if you listen to Norton, you know that's true. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, when they were getting into it with, uh, uh, you know, Opie had a beef with Dice back in the day, and Jimmy would just kind of, like, not really interject because Dice would bring him out on the road. He was super good to him. It's the same with Opie and Anthony, where it's like, 
he was so incredibly loyal to those guys. So you really have to chip away at that loyalty to get him to be like, ah, oh, fuck you, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's interesting because obviously Opie, it was obsessed with Howard. So it's funny to how much Opie project, like everything he does, you know, it's not dissimilar from stuttering John. Honestly, when we talked about stuttering John, everything stuttering John accuses other people of he is currently doing. Oh yeah. You know, like when he said like about uh Carl, he's like, Oh, um, uh, Carl is trying to like get my gigs canceled and shit like that. Meanwhile, Carl has never done that, but stuttering John has done it to other people. And so that's like classic Opie as well, where like everything he says about other people is true of him, only he doesn't realize it. Um, so, you know, it's uh, uh, it's tough to watch. Oh, the other thing um, that's you heard Sam start to throw it out there and he ended up getting it out later. Opie calls uh, Jim and Anthony lazy um, because they didn't do show prep. And Sam said, uh, you know, it's funny that he would throw that out there. Like, yeah, I guess you're lazy if you don't do show prep because uh, Sam was like, I worked for the Opie and Anthony show for 10 years. And in all that time, only two guys did show prep for that show. And they both still work here. It's me and Travis. <laughs> so Anthony and Opie, Anthony and Jim did not do an ounce of show prep for that fucking show, which is really Anthony has said in the past. And this is true. He's like, I think what we were the best at, like we were better than anyone in radio history at winging it for sure. <laughs> like never knowing what they were going to do in a given day and just showing up and doing it. And that was why like growing up, listening to them was a detriment to me doing podcasting and radio because at a like early on, I was like, Oh, that's, that's what you do. You show up and just talk. I didn't realize you actually had to do work. Cause I listened to these guys. Yeah. And it sounds effortless. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, this is our last um, our last clip. Oh well, is are we hearing from a new voice here? <laughs> sort of. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you hear Jim take the high road. He's pretty, like, you know, you can tell he's irritated at Opie, but he takes the high road. Um, but there's a much more cutting voice in comedy who doesn't care who he pisses off, and that would be one Lyle Chipperson who sounds off here. You gotta be quiet in here. I'm doing this since uh, I'm 18. Oh, jeez. You've seen <laughs> a long time. I know how to do radio. <laughs> Some familiar, but I can't quite place it. My hat. So what are the odds about me and you maybe going out for supper? <laughs> what, Ira? Come on, Ira, Ira. What's got you laughing today? Talk at me. I'm the destroyer. <laughs> doing this since I'm 18. <laughs> I'm funny, and if you don't believe me, I'll go on Twitter and tell you. <laughs> That's how you prove you're funny. That Just is. announce it on Twitter. Despite public opinion, I'm funny. <laughs> despite those blank stares, despite the Bull Radley stares of everybody I tell a joke to, I'm funny. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Proof, proof's in the pudding. Yeah, he just heard Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Despite public opinion, <laughs> I'm funny. <laughs> so uh, there's a there's a bunch of compilations on YouTube of uh, Chip Chipperson impersonating Opie, basically. Right. And so that caused a lot of people to say that uh, oh, Chip was Jim making fun of Opie. Uh, that's not true. 
but it is kind of what it became. <laughs> oh yeah. Like when he created the character of Chip Chipperson, it wasn't making fun of Opie, but he has implemented things that are very clearly mocking Opie because it's very easy when you create a completely delusional um, lack of self-awareness character. It's pretty easy to incorporate some of Opie's greater traits. I would say there's some crossover now for sure. Definitely. There's a little, there's some similarities. Yeah. (laughs) That was a long one. Yeah. Almost two hours. Um, but I, you know, I, I think we, for the most part, got to the bottom of it. But like I said, there is a seven hour compilation, um, of Opie versus Jim on YouTube. And then there's a set, the, the last couple of clips we got were from a separate that isn't part of the compilation, like 45 minute video. So I think it adds up to like exactly eight hours actually in total. Um, so there's plenty of material if you want to go investigate it more for yourself, but that's pretty much uh, the gist of Opie versus Jim. And like I said, there's not a lot in recent years to break down because Jim doesn't really respond to it ever. He just kind of, you know, put it on the back burner. He's doing his own thing and doesn't really think about Opie. But if you watch any of Opie's videos, you can tell he's thinking a lot about Jim and Anthony. <laughs> a little too much. Oh, yeah. I know. Um, and it's sad in a way because Opie was so far above Stuttering John in the world of radio. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yeah, Stuttering John was on the Howard Stern show, which was a bigger show, but Opie was the host of what most people would call the second best comedy radio show ever. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's really no one in that genre of whatever you want to call it, shock jock radio or whatever. There's really no one between O&A and Howard Stern. Um, that I can think of anyways. So I don't know who would even like, be Opie, close. Yeah. So Opie, I mean like Bob and Tom would be, or, you know, Kevin and Bean No, would be the next, the next level. I think, you know what I mean? And those guys aren't even close. Yeah. Um, like so Cow, I guess what's up? Like man cow, just the next. Tier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Man cow, Bubba, the love sponge. Yeah. Yeah. I miss. Right. Um, I miss would probably be the closest, I think. But anyways, uh, Opie was the host of, you know, the second greatest show in that genre and has now become Stuttering John, where he's obsessed with the old days and trying to make fights that don't exist. And, you know, it's a, it's a very sad existence, Opie is, has. Uh, and what's saddest is Opie on paper has the best life of the three of them. You know, he's got a... Uh, crazy Manhattan apartment is, you know, he has a beautiful wife and two kids. He has a house in the Hamptons, you know, he has a pretty steady, uh, seemingly wholesome life. And yet he's obsessed with doing these live streams where he makes up catchphrases and rants about Anthony. (laughs) It's weird. Uh, so, you know, let me know your thoughts. Um, I'll try and do other stay away from uh, Opie and Anthony for a little while. I think the next bonus episode we do will be a mini episode. Um, Norm on the view that famous clip will break that down. One of my favorite clips ever, Um, you know, cleanse the palate after that Pablo Francisco business. We'll have to do the uh, Patrice Uh, on Fox news too. At some point for sure. Yeah. Uh, Maybe the next Patrice day, November, 29th or whatever that is. Yes. All right, folks. Um, 
Let me know your thoughts in the comments. Leave some feedback. And uh, we will talk to you guys next time. Uh, oh, tell, tell a friend to sign up, by the way. If, uh, if you know anyone that liked the Opie vs. Anthony episode, tell them this is back here on the Patreon. And we will talk to you guys next time on Why You Laugh.